Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Franchise pros, stand the man, Paul Segretto. Time to show you the way of franchising today. Hey, do you possess the spirit of an entrepreneur? Wanna lay your business plan down like a rug or a floor? Or maybe you have a dream of opening a chain of delis? Or whatever passion lights that pilot light under your belly? Or do you want to start a business, fam, using the proven trademark from another brand? Huh. And grow together and expand like a rage of fire. From a single to a multi-unit empire. Well, pay attention to this podcast that you hear. It's streaming in HD. So fine tune both of your ears. And standing Paul lays down the law. Whether you want to be a franchisee or a franchisor. It's all about sustainable growth. The sensible franchising. Proving concepts to start enterprises. So use your left and right side of your brain. And absorb this knowledge here of franchising today. Franchising today, sustainable growth, sustainable franchising. Franchise today, sustainable growth, sustainable franchising. Franchise today. <coughs> Franchise today. Franchising today. Yeah. Hello, everyone in the franchise world. My name is Paul Segreto, and this is Franchise Today. It is Wednesday, November 15, 2017. I'm reporting from the Franchise Brokers Association Conference in Orlando, Florida. And my counterpart, Stan, the man, Friedman. Stan, where are you today? Happy to report, Paul. I'm in terra firma in Atlanta, Georgia, for the first time in about, I don't know, two or three weeks. It feels good to revisit my office and get reacquainted with my office here. Uh, It's been a long road trip, but happy to be home, Paul. Well, that was good. Yeah, you were at, um, let's see, the Emerging Brands. We were together out in uh, L.A. It was good to see you there. We don't get to see each other enough. Uh, And it looks like this crazy, crazy, crazy time in franchising with all our travels kind of slowing down a little bit as we head down the home stretch of 2017. But guess what? Right around the corner early this year is the IFA Convention and Franchise Expo South. So we'll be kicking it up in January this year. I remember, you know, years ago, we, we, we didn't really have anything in January. It hit hard in February. Yeah, those days are gone. I think the franchise calendar is just, you know, the same way as the business is growing and more and more people are finding their way in. More and more conferences and overlaps for scheduling are going to continue to, and it's good stuff. I mean, it's a reflection of how hard, how hot the segment is. And the more of that, the better. As much as you and me continue to complain about, you know, too many airplane trips, the truth of the matter is we, we're both grateful that there are so many places to go and meet people who have so many things to share and talk about in regard to the growth and the further development of the franchise business model. So we gripe because we're all Paul, but you know what? It's all good. Yeah, it's it's definitely all good. And certainly uh, it is an exciting time in franchising. Uh, and I'm really curious to get your uh, opinion on the latest news from uh, Rourke Capital, a $2.3 billion offer for Buffalo Wild Wings. Of course, we had Scott Larry, a co-founder, on uh, a couple of months ago. Any thoughts on that? 
you know, it's interesting. I talked to Scott yesterday when I heard the news and, you know, this is a pretty big and substantial offer, but it's an offer that I think is going to see some competition. I believe uh, the $2.3 billion put uh, the price at $150 per share or 10 times uh, EBITDA. But I think there's going to be competitive bidding. I don't think it's over. I think this is going to go higher. I really think, and Scott did too, that going private would be a good thing for the company to be able to regroup and do some things without the pressure and scrutiny of shareholders to report to, to kind of put a longer hockey stick out there to take the brand and, and remold the clay a little bit and bring back some of that early stage magic that, uh, that was B-dubs before it became a public entity. And, you know, I always think in public entities have a real problem in franchising because you've got too many masters to report to. You've got shareholders and stakeholders sure. and, and too often those shareholders are, you know, the fiduciaries are to them, the stakeholders of the franchise or franchisees and the franchisor sits in the middle of a, a dual edged sword. That's almost impossible sometimes to, uh, to accommodate both, both the requirements. So I don't know. I kind of favor seeing that company or any company in franchising, frankly. Um, I like the idea of private equity instead of public shareholder money and, and too many people to try to roll up to in terms of your fiscal responsibilities. Yep. Absolutely. So what else is going on in the world of franchising? Well, it's kind of interesting to have Lonnie Helgerson as our guest today, who's got so many of his fingerprints involved in, in VetFran. Um, I just wanted to call out the fact that there are a couple of things this month, because this was Veterans Day month um, going on. IHOP is helping to offer college scholarships for kids who lost parents serving in the military as part of the partnership with the Children of the Fallen Patriots oh. Foundation. So a dollar for every red, white, and blue combo sold in any of its locations throughout November is going to support those kids and help them get to college. Also this month, uh, President, President Trump historical month of November and decided that Veterans Day was a good idea, but Veterans Month is a much better one. And so while Veterans Day has come and gone, Donald Trump just proclaimed the entire month of November Veterans Month, and the IFA and all of its membership and franchising communities celebrate that. And um, can't think enough of anything more that that uh, the electorate could do better than that. But um, hey, the, the Congress woke up on another front, Paul, and the House Republicans last week actually did something productive, and they uh, they got their teeth they got their teeth into. Uh, getting rid of joint employment. So, you know, we're one step closer with that House vote last Tuesday night to seeing the whole joint employment issue uh, roll back from the overreach that uh, that has been a battle that IFA has been fighting fiercely over the last many months. So now we'll see where the Senate well, goes, with it, but, but it's a really good beginning, isn't it? Well, that's good. And then the Talk only other beginning. Oh, wait, go ahead. I'm sorry. Only one other thing I wanted to call out this front of the house today before we get into further discussion with our guest is um, a happy birthday wish to one of our good friends one and all and that's Rebecca Monet celebrating a birthday today so uh, I had wished Rebecca we sat on a panel of experts just an hour ago and wished her a happy birthday in front of everybody and got the entire uh, association um, singing happy birthday and then somebody broke into, I guess, an old tune about skipping around the room. And Rebecca threw her shoes off, got off the stage, and skipped around the entire ballroom and came back uh, on stage. Yes, happy birthday, Rebecca. 
Uh, it was great. What a, what a ball of life. Uh, and also, too, uh, I want to congratulate her uh, being a grandparent again, which stand the reason why she wasn't in L.A. Uh, at the expo. She was by her child's side uh, having a new grandchild being brought into the world. So congratulations on a lot of fronts. Did all so, that, and uh, you today. celebrated her today at the conference. Happy to do it here for our audience as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about, you know, beginnings. And I just want to do a, a shout-out, and I'm going to allow you to do it, because we had a very nice compliment from one of our former guests, uh, Jason Griggs from Max Out, who heard, I guess for the first time, our opening jingle. And I think we need to give credit to the individual that uh, sings that. Stan, uh, you know him, so I'll allow you to uh, the honors on this. Yeah, it could be the first time Lonnie's ever been on a program that opened up with a rap, too, but he can tell us more about that in a minute. <laughs> Um, yeah, that you know, that that whole ditty is was done by a really good friend of mine whose name is Eric Booker. Those of us who know him really well know him as Badlands Booker, who is a very talented rapper composer. He had about eight minutes worth of of information from me as to what I was looking for for that show opener, and that's what came back. He'd think he'd been in franchising his whole life because he he just nailed it. But Eric is a competitive eater. He's part of the International Federation of Competitive Eating, Major League Eating, tours the world and the country, well, mostly the country, sometimes the world, with Joey Chestnut and Sonia the Black Widow Thomas and all the eaters, Nathan's Coney Island, and of course I know him from 15 years in Buffalo, New York at the National Buffalo Wing Fest. So thanks, Eric, Badlands, for all the work you do and for, uh, for helping Paul and me open up this podcast every week. And thanks for fans like Jason who uh, lets us know. We always love hearing from our audience, and uh, and that was nice, uh, a nice shout out today. So today uh, we are welcoming back, you know, serial entrepreneur Lonnie Helgerson. I uh, want to discuss with Lonnie, you know, his newest venture, uh, Kicks Mobile. Uh, want to talk about, uh, you know, his book Five Pennies, which has become a uh, a bible, so to speak, and I'm sure. Lonnie utilized some of the principles in there in launching this new brand. And, of course, you know, as you said, you know, it's, it's fitting that Lonnie's back with us during Veterans Month because he's one of the ones very instrumental in the whole vet friend thing. So without further ado, Lonnie, welcome back to the show. Good morning, gentlemen, and thanks for having me on. Now, we're not going to ask you to rap, okay, because I think that would be just on the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> Hey, so, I want to um, give a shout out to the Badlands baby. He does well on that, did he? Yeah, he really did. Uh, like Stan said, Stan only gave him a little bit of information, and you would think this guy was in franchising his whole life. I mean, no doubt, he nailed it. He nailed it. It was great. So, Lonnie, just to reintroduce you to our audience, um, I'd like you to just kind of go back on some of the things that you you've done over the years leading up to, of course, authoring the book uh, Five Pennies, which I think is brilliant. Uh, And then, of course, what you've been doing since then and now launching another brand. So take this up to date. Yeah, I'd love to. uh, You know, know, thanks for having me back on the show again. I think I've been on here a couple times now, so I appreciate that. Um, You know, I've been in franchising pretty much all my life, literally, Um, 
you know, Stan mentioned Vet Fran a little earlier, and we'll we'll touch on that. But you know, I was in the military, and I came straight into franchising from the military, and it's better than over 35 years ago, or whatever the number is these days. And you know, it's it's something that I've always done. I found it interesting. I listened to the show. And a lot of the people that you guys interview kind of get into franchising by accident. And for me, it was a very deliberate uh, jump uh, for me. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew where I wanted to be. And uh, I wound up in it uh, on purpose. And I find it fascinating, you know, listening to the people that talk about how they get into the business. But I started with uh, uh, a company at the time, was very small, called Super A Motels back in the, in the 80s. Uh, right fresh out of the military and I was with that company for almost 10 years and uh, I think we had a couple hundred properties when I started or less and when I left the company uh, we had over 1300 and we were opening up at that time we were building uh, new construction right around 100 150 properties a year with some exciting times we were growing extraordinarily fast uh, hiring people, putting up buildings at headquarters—it was just a, it was it was just a blast. And I left that company to start my my own franchise company. That was a deliberate act at that time. And I started a company, uh, a couple companies actually. One was called Computer Doctor, which we grew to a very large size um, throughout the United States. And uh, another, which was primarily focused on consumer um, technology. Interesting. Uh, we're going to be talking about that again today, only with a, a different brand. And then also started a company called Expotech, which was uh, a company that was in technology but was focused on the B2B side of it. So we were we were touching on both sides of that. And ultimately, we had a, a great run with that company. Expotech is still running strong. Uh, Computer Doctor uh, ran its course, uh, as you know, in consumer uh, computers, uh, that market. Uh, dissipated a bit, much like uh, the video stores did. But we had a great run with that brand, and ultimately I sold that out, moved to Florida, and have been since then working with many companies, both on the consulting side and also running uh, a number of companies as a a CEO uh, throughout the years. But uh, most recent, uh, I've been spending uh, quite a bit of time uh, working with a handful of clients, uh, franchise companies that are fairly new uh, that I uh, sit on their board and advise them uh, how to grow uh, their company and, uh, you know, grow it in the right way um, and so forth. And and then also have been dabbling around uh, uh, owning a couple of franchise brands of myself, my own. One uh, most recently was uh, Island Time Treasures, which we just exited out of that and sold that to a uh, one of our dealers. And uh, they've taken and, and, and bought the brand and are running with it and uh, focusing my time on, on Kix Mobile, which is uh, the, new, uh, the new thing. i got a question for you, Lonnie, that you and I dabbled in a bit of conversation about yesterday in preparation for today's program. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that there's an old saying that says if you want things done, if you want to get things done, give them to a busy person to do. If you need to get things done, ask a busy person to do them. And I look at all the things that you're involved with and all the balls that you juggle. And I wonder, perhaps maybe some of that military background is where you find the ability to discipline and to carry so much weight at one time. But consulting, writing, 
sharing with others, starting companies, building companies. Um, I don't know how you do all that at one time, Lonnie, but I bet if there's one nugget you could share with this audience that would be take-home value extraordinaire, it might be the keys to the insights that would share how somebody can manage all the things that you juggle at once. Sure. You know, and, and as I mentioned yesterday, Stan, and, and you're right, a lot of this falls back on my military experience when I was in the Army. And, and you know, I, I literally, uh, you know, live and die by my calendar. I am very organized and am able to uh, switch hats very quickly. And so multitasking is something that I, you know, it's not for everybody, but I'm, I'm pretty good at it. But, uh, you know, I, I run a, a pretty tight day. And uh, I'm able to focus on one thing and then quickly switch and, and go to another. But, you know, when you're passionate, like you guys, you know, we know each other. We've all been in this business a long time. Passion drives most of my dedication to this. So when I get up in the morning, uh, Stan, um, not only have that calendar, but I'm driven by what I need to accomplish in that day. So I'm, I'm pretty mission-focused for that day on whatever needs to be done. And, uh, you know, start and stop in meetings and just, you know, working myself through the day. But uh, whatever it takes, if we got to work till, you know, 8, 9, 10 o'clock, as long as it doesn't take away from my, my family, um, we're good to go. You know, it's interesting. You know, you could just tell a passion by, uh, as they say, a picture speaks a thousand words. And I'm looking at the uh, Facebook picture from the other day, Throwback Thursday, and you write, yep, that's me training on Army ROTC cadets on repelling circa 1983. Love that crap. I'll rephrase the word that you had on there. Um, <laughs> you could just tell. <laughs> you could just tell. And if people want to see that, look at Lonnie's Facebook page and, and see this uh, this fit guy coming down the rope along the wall. That's awesome. You know, Lonnie, let's, hey, Paul, let's you know, talk. Yeah, Paul, before you, before you go. You just reminded me of something I saw this week that Pete Baldean had thrown out there that was circulating. I'm going to post it also on mine, which was a 1969 circa, circa 69 picture of, of um, Jerry Darnell in all of his army regalia. If you haven't seen that, that, you got to see yeah. that too. <laughs> Jerry yeah, looking good. Was, you know, sure was, man. He was looking like somebody I'd listen to if he told me what to do, and that's still the case. I don't know. Some <laughs> things just don't change with or without the uniform. Yeah. That's that's great. That is. So, Lonnie, um, Kix Mobile, give us a yep. little bit of uh, of insight. You know what led to this, and I know early on in your career, you had just a thing or two to do with Geek Squad, and tell us how this all kind of melded together and uh, and woke you up one day and you said, I I need to run with this. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, awesome subject, and and one I I like to talk about. You know, everything comes full circle, as they say, and it's amazing what what has happened in technology. And you know, just to bump back a little bit to to when I had Computer Doctor and Expertech back in the day, and and we were with uh, with Computer Doctor, we were the at the time. Uh, I'll try to keep this short. At the time, Walmart was just switching from their small format stores and starting into the super center era, uh, as we knew it, know it now. And um, they were converting and building new stores, literally, uh, uh, on the super center format, much like Target and others were doing. And we we had gotten a call from uh, uh, from Walmart at that time to put computer doctor stores in Walmart. And long story short is we had this incredible 
um, media pop from it, uh, CNBC, the whole deal. Um, and we were structured to build out uh, hundreds and hundreds of stores with, with Walmart. During that time period of that consumer computer period, I was, uh, I was sitting on the board at Nova, uh, not at Nova Southeastern University, that came later, but at, uh, in, in Minneapolis at, um, uh, with uh, Cheryl Babcock's um, uh, Franchise Institute. And I happened to get introduced uh, to the guys at Best Buy and introduced the concept of a, a store in a store with them. And the, the situation was at that time they had these service centers in Best Buy but they were very small and they were a hundred percent expense for Best Buy. And as you guys know, retail is measured uh, by, you know, sales per square foot. You live and die by the maximizing your, your, your real estate. And our plan was to go in there and, and set it up on a rental plan, much like we had with Walmart and, and create this income uh, side for them. And that led to uh, one thing led to another with them. And ultimately we were ready to roll out a three-store test in, in Minneapolis-St. Paul within the Best Buys, putting a computer doctor inside those stores. And they came back to us and, and said, well, we, we'd like you to do this corporately. And uh, at the time, we had um, our Walmart tests uh, that hadn't gone so well, and we, we couldn't do it. We wanted to put franchisees in those stores. And we said, they're going to run a tire ship for you. They're going to watch the till better. You're going to have a better customer service experience, in our opinion, than just putting managers in there. And it was sort of, it was a deal breaker. And ultimately, uh, about eight months later, they went with a local company called the Geek Squad and put them in there and tested it, and we know how that turned out. So, you know, looking back on that, you could say, well, that was really kind of a, a cruddy thing that happened to us where we, you know, give, you know, we lost out on a bunch of money. But on the flip side, there's, I, I have always had the opinion that there's always something bigger and better. If something doesn't happen, you get trimmed for some reason. There's, there's something else that's going to happen. And I, I, I believe that, you know, what we're working on as a project today with Kicks Mobile has, has those legs. And so to fast forward to where we're at, um, you know, the consumer market made a giant shift in computers, you know, uh, as, as consumers know, buying them in stores, uh, that, that somewhat disappeared, mail order and all that kind of thing. And so, I got out of the tech business, was out of it for a long time, but 10 years ago when the iPhones were introduced, I looked at this and I said, you know, there's possibility of another product here. Uh, that everything's shifting. The technology is somewhat the same, but it's, it's now become, you know, um, mobile. And so I started working with some companies about 10 years ago, literally, and looking at uh, what eventually became Kix Mobile and, and the iPhone or the phone repair side of this. And, and over the course was looking for some chains to potentially acquire and that kind of thing. And what never was able to really put anything together with it. But about uh, a year and a half ago or so, um, I, I uh, met up with an individual by Amit Meta, who is uh, our business partner with Kix Mobile, who owns uh, a company called TechVu in Chicago. And uh, they do computer repair. He's got a couple stores in Chicago. And he was franchising his stores. He still is. And, and um, I worked with him as a, a consultant on his brand, and, and we started talking about creating a, uh, um, a repair uh, brand within, you know, within the space. And he flat out just uh, didn't want to do it. He had, he had been doing uh, phone repairs in TechBoo, but 
comprised about 25, 30% of his business. And he said, we just got out of it. And I said, well, why? He said, well, he said, there's a quality of parts issue. There's a returns issue. And then there's a customer service issue. Uh, when those two things happen, that's negative. And he said, I just don't want to deal with it. And, and uh, I said, well, I said, tell me more about that. And, and ultimately, um, he explained to me that, you know, after a number of months of trying to push him on this, that he, he would be interested if we did something called exchange. And I said, well, tell me more about that. And he said, well, what we did is we just, uh, we just take a uh, customer come in with a broken phone. We give them a, a refurbished phone in return uh, with a warranty and transfer their data. And I said, tell me more about that. And that was the beginnings of, of Kix Mobile um, about a year and a half ago, uh, the very early beginnings of discussions of, of, of putting the brand together. So uh, everything is different, but so many things are the same. And, and, and you look back on what happened to technology with consumer um, computers, prices dropped, right? If you guys remember, they dropped below $1,000 in this. They became a commodity. Um, and there was no money with that commodity. What's interesting today is prices aren't dropping on new phones. They're going up, and they're getting harder to repair. And there's an entire shift of people that are, that are um, you know, pushing away from the carriers. They're looking for uh, more used phones, which is a, a big part of what we do. And, of course, exchange repairs is, is something we do. And, and that's, that's what led us to the formation of Kix Mobile. You know, this past week I heard something on the radio that is probably one of the greatest validations for the business model that you're in. Do you do you know who Clark Howard is? I do not, no. So he's a consumer reporter who's syndicated around the country but based here in Atlanta with WSP Radio. And, and Clark Howard was doing a piece on on cell phones and insurance. And he was telling the audience – that these insurance programs that are offered by the carriers are, you know, they're, they're okay, but there are better ways to, to get your phones taken care of and protected. And he was talking exactly about third-party um, independents that are popping up all over the country with programs that might be a little less expensive and a little more attractive than some of those that the carriers are offering to protect those $1,000 devices. My question, Lonnie, is, is, this industry moves so quickly and changes so quickly. Uh, how might that impact me? You know, I think back to my WSI days with franchise and the internet, which to me was brilliant when Dan Monahan brought that to market. Um, but that industry just moves so fast. And I'm certain that mm-hmm. devices and the things that devices do um, is going to continue to evolve and morph. How do you see your business model being able to throw a net and cast a net over those fast-paced changes that come and go with technology and stay relevant and continue to keep you on the cutting edge. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot easier than um, some of the existing brands are going to be dealing with it. Um, you know, there's a couple pain points out there that we cure specifically. Um, Kix Mobile is just kind of touch on the consumer offering. We, we offer a uh, what we would call a, a circle of consumer offerings. First of all, we have uh, we are uh, we sell used phones. We we specialize in selling used and refurbished uh, phones, specifically Apple and Samsung. We also carry uh, a variety of cheaper new phones, uh, like many stores do. But our sweet spot is the used phones. We call it fresh off the lot phones. So 
Uh, we don't carry the new iPhone 8 or the 10, but we're going to, you know, we're going to carry iPhone 7s and 6s. So we, uh, we carry used phones. That's, that's primary one, number one. Number two is we offer exchange repair, whereby um, we don't fix the phones in the store. But if you walk into one of our stores and you've got a Samsung, an S6, um, you know, we're going to uh, take your phone. We're going to give you a refurbished, a certified pre-owned phone, we call them, from Kix Mobile, the 90-day warranty on it. We'll transfer your data, have you out of that store in about 10 or 15 minutes or so uh, with a warranty, and, um, and all your data is transferred over um, uh, carte blanche. It's, it's really a slick program. And I know, by the way, one thing else we can do is we can offer you that grade. So if, if you wanted to move to an S7 uh, versus the S6, we can do that all at the same time that you do the exchange repairs. So that's something that we, we do that the, you know, the repair shops can't do. Uh, third, we offer prepaid plans, much like uh, many other uh, stores do, uh, accessories and, and, um, and, um, and also um, extended warranties. So we have a variety of tools, uh, of profit centers, as we call them, for our franchisees uh, in the marketplace. Uh, but the two big pain points of consumers right now, Stan, is, is um, there's, the used cell phone market is huge, and it's, it's growing by leaps and bounds. It's about a $17 billion market now. It's estimated to grow to a $40 billion market in the next few years. Uh, it's, it's enormous, and there's a number of reasons why that market's growing. People are moving away from the carriers. They want to be able to change their color, change their model, change their, uh, you know, their capacity, uh, change their carriers, uh, and also get away from having to spend $1,000 or you know, $1,200 for an iPhone 10. They, particularly if families have kids, uh, like I've got four of them, I'm not going to buy them an iPhone 8, but I'll buy them used iPhone 6s or 7s or whatever makes sense for them. So that's, that's one, one particular um, pain point, and the real pain point is anybody can go out and buy a used phone. You can go get one at Craigslist or eBay, but the price, there's a huge disparity in the pricing. Uh, you can look on eBay and you get one price, and you look on Craigslist another price, and then couple that with the fact that you may get the phone, you may not, and if you do get the phone, what you paid for, you're getting what you paid for. There's a, there's a lot of distrust going on there, and there's a lot of scams going on in that used cell phone market, so um, that's, that's, that's a major pain. The second pain is is, is the repair side. You're, you've got a quality issue. Uh, it's about 20% of the repairs these days, plus or more, some cases, have a return factor. Um, there's always, not always, but there's sometimes there's something more wrong with that phone than just the glass is cracked. Maybe the camera is malfunctioning or whatever the case may be. So returns are a big issue. Waiting time is a big issue. And, and, for, French, and for store owners, if you will, there's always the need of, like you said, Stan, is every time a new phone comes out, you now have to have a, a the, you know, the store owner, manager has to be up to speed on that. But you also have to train your techs on how to repair them. And that costs money and time. And that's a significant investment. So how we cure those two pieces of is, uh, you know, number one, we're, be, we're really positioned, Tix Mobile is really positioned as the GameStop and the used phone market. That's a big deal. And secondly, we provide exchange repair. And the good news for us is our store owners don't need to learn how to fix a new phone every time one comes out. You know, we have people on, at headquarters that we're 
staying abreast of the market changes and the market shifts of what's coming on the pipeline for our franchisees and um, also have centralized purchasing. So we are able to keep our pulse on a change in that market shift stand so that we understand, particularly when a new product like the iPhone 10 and 8 were just introduced, we know there's going to be some, you know, some slide in the marketplace and some pricing. So we're, we're pretty up on that. Uh, good news is we don't have to spend a whole bunch of money to train new people to do it, nor do we need to um, hire any additional techs to do it. Uh, or no technical experience uh, required uh, for, you know, data transfer in our stores. So it's the, the, the tech knowledge has been scaled back significantly on what we do. We're going to come back after the half break and talk more about just how large the opportunity is for potential franchisees to get involved with you. But before we go to break, Lonnie, tell us how many locations at retail are out there now and where are they? We currently have a store open in Chicago. We have 20 under uh, development, three opening up at first year in Toronto. And we have about uh, 10 or 15 or so that are under development in various cities, including potentially Atlanta. So we're, we're coming to a town near you soon. So we'll, we'll get into what this opportunity looks like and the different ways that people can invest and learn more about Kix Mobile when we come back from our break. You're listening to Franchise Today. I'm Stan Friedman, along with Paul Segreto, and we're talking today with serial entrepreneur, franchise consultant, franchisor, and author, Lonnie Helgerson. Franchise Today is brought to you by the Franchise Foundry, where they've been bringing emerging brands to market for more than 30 years. The Foundry fosters healthy, sustainable growth for their clients, the kind that comes from experience. The Franchise Foundry provides both coaching and consulting, a hybrid approach. This delivers more effective solutions for both the franchisor's corporate team as well as for their franchisees. The Foundry's team is rich in practical, hands-on experience and expertise with general business management, operational and change management, digital marketing, and of course, franchise recruitment and development. Plus, the Foundry team can also assist you with creating roadmaps for potential mergers and acquisitions and providing the kind of guidance needed to navigate them. Learn more about Paul Segreto and the Franchise Foundry along with their expanding list of clients at www.franchisefoundry.com. Franchise Today is also brought to you by FRM Solutions, offering best-in-class CRM and document management software designed specifically for franchising. FRM empowers real-time business intelligence, communication, and collaboration between all members of the franchisor's team and perspective as well as existing franchisees. This enables you to simply and seamlessly track, access, and manage all messages to and from perspective and existing franchisees, including text. Legal and compliance is simplified too with FRM's document management, and even site, manage, site visits can be managed, facilitated digitally, and scored with FRM. Make today the day you give FRM a look and assure that all of your candidate and franchisee correspondence, including texts, are being permanently tracked and stored in candidate and franchisee records. FRM even provides state-of-the-art digital experiences for your prospective franchisees, replacing old-style virtual brochures. No long-term contracts, no additional cost for multiple upgrades, which come several times each year. No excuses, just solutions on the web at frmsolutions.com. 
So, Lonnie, walking into the franchise side of the business, you've got um, as many different offerings out there from single unit to multi-unit to area development. Um, let's get our heads around who it is that ought to be looking at an opportunity with Kix Mobile and who it is you're looking for. We've, uh, you know, this type of business, Dan, uh, is, is certainly a multi-unit opportunity. Um, you know, we have, it's an interesting the type of people that are looking at our brand. Uh, I, I can count on, on less than three fingers, I think, the number of people that have come to us looking to open up one store. Uh, we've, had, we've had, and we're in discussions with, with people right now that have uh, T-Mobile stores or Sprint stores or other uh, brands that are in the, the mobile space already and are looking to diversify their holdings. We also have people that are in the multi-unit, um, you know, food sector where they have restaurants and a number of other uh, types of uh, concepts that they're looking to diversify. Of course, we know what's going on in, in the restaurant sector these days. So we have, we have from day one teed up our, our company as a multi-unit opportunity uh, because that is the type of of um, franchisee profile that you typically see or owner profile you typically see in this space. And so uh, we do have a single store offering, but uh, we also have a, what we call a three pack uh, offering at three locations. And then we have area representation, which is a, is a larger market opportunity for those who want to build something bigger and help us build a brand by recruiting, coaching and training and, and supporting franchisees with, within their market. Uh, the um, you know the three pack is is uh, you know it's a seventy thousand dollar franchise fee, which is broken down. It's thirty for a single, and then we you know give a discount of twenty and twenty for the additional. But we do something a little different than than other brands, and you'll see this maybe in the mobile field a little bit uh, more than you would in other types of franchise offerings. But uh, that franchise fee includes is uh, we we've, we've made a conscious effort from Kicks Mobile as a board to to um, you know, co-invest, if you will, with our franchisees into their locations. So what we do is, is uh, with that franchise fee for uh, you know, the three-pack or single unit, we will contribute back $10,000 in uh, rebate back towards store marketing for that, that local store marketing. We will contribute up to 6000 for fixtures uh, of that location, particularly uh, store-to-store kiosks. Uh, we also will uh, uh, put in the point-of-sale hardware, and then we will also uh, contribute up to $5,000 worth of inventory. So in essence, if they're putting in a store-in-a-store, what we call store-in-a-store, I'll touch on that in a minute, uh, or a, a mall kiosk, you pretty much for what you're investing in your franchise, you're getting a turnkey store. And our goal is to, to get that store open quickly, that franchise owner open quickly, and, and drive that marketing. You know, in this business, uh, everything lives and dies by, you know, digital advertising. And that's where we put a tremendous amount of focus on. Uh, when people are thinking about getting their phone fixed or they're looking to upgrade phone, uh, that's the first place they're going to do is, you know, go out and do a Google search. But in addition to that, we do a number of uh, traditional advertising and, and tactics that, you know, tie in with that uh, uh, quite well. But in a nutshell, that is the uh, – as a price for a multi-unit. On the flip side of that, for the AR, uh, we just recently decided that we were not going to charge for area representation. 
Uh, most brands, uh, if you go to buy an AR or brands that do that particular model, you pay a, an upfront fee for the X number of locations you're getting. Uh, we made a, a decision here recently that, that, that we wanted to do away with that. And, and the reason why was we want to recruit people that have the right skill sets that we're looking for, that can build teams, coach franchisees, help them. We also wanted to attract industry or mobile industry um, skill sets and people from that industry who may have exactly what we're looking for to build out a highly successful market, but may, may not have that 150 or $200,000 it is to buy that area representative market. So we said, you know what, let's, let's reverse that. Let's, let's do much like uh, um, Subway did back in the day, still does, where we won't charge for those areas. But when we do, if you do meet our criteria and get through the interview process that, you, you know, you're going to be held very accountable for, for building out those territories and for making those franchises successful in those territories. And so it, it puts the, it takes the weight off of somebody writing a big check, but it puts a bigger weight on them. Now you got to, you got to sell us and why you want to be an AR. Um, and also our area reps also have to open up a, at least one store is in their territory uh, for a, um, you know, a demo model, if you will, um, in the beginnings. So that's the, that's the gist of what our, our franchise offering is, uh, Stan. But, you know, before I go into that, um, we do operate in different levels. We also, you know, we operate within malls. We have a store-in-store model, uh, like our Chicago store actually operates in a computer store. We are in discussions with some other retail uh, locations on a chain basis to put a Kix Mobile store in, inside of their stores. And then, of course, we have uh, the in, you know, inline stores or standalone stores uh, as well. So, Lonnie, I happen to have the uh, honor and pleasure of visiting the, uh, the first store up in uh, Elmhurst, right outside of, of mm-hmm. uh, Chicago. And there's a lot more, you know, a lot of our, our listenerships will be sitting there saying, you know, a store within a store and, and trying to figure it out. But having seen it, um, a lot of attention has been put through for branding and making sure that this looks, you know, absolutely top shelf. Share with us some of your thoughts about, you know, the, the branding, the design of the, uh, of the kiosk-type location, the store-in-a-store-type location, what you went through in that process and why, because it really is second to none and very, very efficient. We worked with um, we worked with FC Dadson, uh, which is a well-known company in franchising space, retail space, to to do our store designs not only for our store-to-store uh, kiosk, if you will, but also our our inline stores. And you know, uh, it all revolves back to what we wanted to be when we started the brand. And, you know, the, the name Kicks Mobile, uh, it's amazing. People are just enamored with our, our branding. And, and I believe, or we believe, the reason is, is it's simple. We wanted to emulate, uh, when we started this process a long time ago, developing Kicks, it was all designed on being uh, not a, we wanted, first of all, we wanted a brand that we could sell a variety of products through. We weren't going to be a phone repair store. 
nor were we going to be just a phone sales store. We wanted a brand that we could move a variety of products through that pipeline without being stuck on a particular brand. For example, Computer Doctor back in the day, that was computer repair. That's basically what it said. And because of that, we were very niche. Kix Mobile was developed to be very, um, I mean, if you look at the fonts and the colors and the schemes and, 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 and everything that's involved with that, we took all of those design elements from, you know, companies like Nike. Uh, Apple, obviously, was a big influence for us. And we wanted to bring an experience to that. So we, our overall look and, uh, look and, and, and feel for the brand is, is very Apple-like. It's very simplistic. And and it's also and clean, and but uh, and, and it works. What, whatever it is we're doing, it's working well. And it and it really is beautiful from what I've seen, as well as the technology that does the diagnostics on the phone. I was uh, I was blown mm-hmm. away. But you mentioned you know very Apple like, and and I really believe it does look very Apple like. But going back to you know, the different phone manufacturers and stuff. What is what is the, the buy-in, so to speak? What is the opinion, so to speak, from the likes of Apple and Samsung around the whole mobile repair and exchange industry? It's uh, It's been combative. Um, you know, there's a, there's a number of other companies out there in franchising who are doing it, it, it very, very well in this space, obviously, um, you know, and and they're facing some challenges right now with particular Apple. Samsung is, has really remained somewhat neutral on this front, but Apple has taken the opinion that um, that, that phone is theirs and that, that intellectual property and those design and those elements and those parts inside are theirs. So they want, you know, they're, they don't want people tearing those things apart. And so they've been trying to... Um, wrestle that down and there's actually been some legislative issues in a number of the states that uh the what i call the break fix or the repair guys or the repair companies are bringing to the states to say they they're you know they want open architecture they want to be able to access uh those phones and repair them um what's interesting is apple does not provide parts for phone repair the only place you get phone repair parts are from companies in China or overseas. Hence, there's a quality issue with that. Um, and so when you get your phone fixed, you're not getting genuine Apple parts in. And so there's this, this big thing going on uh, right now where Apple's trying to keep it internal, uh, where in, in the phone guys are trying to wrestle that away. And that's all remains to be seen how that plays out. But for us, we're providing our customers with an Apple product that's certified pre-owned, and um, you know we're not we're not replacing the parts in it um, at that point. So when uh, a phone is brought in and it's exchanged out, so yeah. you're sending it then to a centralized ro- location to be refurbished. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, we. Uh, are using centralized, uh, what we call uh, depot, depot repair, and uh, as okay. we will grow, we will move that to the marketplace with regional repair. And will these be, you know, certified uh, by the likes of Apple? Uh, no one is certified by the likes of Apple. 
Uh, that's hmm. that's okay. an interesting part of this. Yeah, uh, they you know there's ISO certification out there, and and there's other certifications for quality, but those those parts uh, you can't go to Apple and buy repair parts. So when you build out your markets, Lonnie, are your individual franchise locations going to be using one service center? Is it going to be kind of like a commissary might be for multiple locations around the city? Yes, and actually we're testing that. We uh, we have, uh, interesting enough, we have a number of uh, potential conversion stores. We've had a fair number of repair, uh, phone repair uh, locations that have expressed interest in they want to get into the used cell phone market and, and, and so forth, plus get into exchange repair because that's the direction it's going. That's, and if anybody's ever had a warranty issue with their, with their cell phone and gone back to the carrier and they end up with a new phone, you basically have gone through an exchange like ours. So what our, our, our vision is as we move into markets and we, we, uh, we're going to test uh, the conversion of a, an existing repair store that will meet our criteria for repair and then provide those services to, say, somebody in the D.C. market or the Atlanta market, uh, which will save the franchisees in that, in that market a lot of money by not having to ship their phones back to the depot repair station when they can just put them in their car and drive them over, if they will, and, and pick up the others. Uh, but those locations will have to meet some, some really tight uh, requirements from us and, and, of course, qualities. Is a is a big issue, so the minute we we start seeing quality issues, then we've got a we've got a problem. You know, Lonnie, I'm looking ahead. I'm thinking ahead and to the next dimension of your brand's equity and in, in its name, Kick Mobile, Kicks Mobile, bringing the mobile vehicle and the repair to you. Is that something that's on the horizon? I look at those good-looking wrapped vehicles and wonder if we're going to see you going and picking phones up from consumers who don't even have to come find you at retail. That's that's a possibility, but that's uh, that's what we're doing on the B two B side. Uh, the other half of it, you know, on one side of the consumers, but we, you know, B two B is a big market for us, and and so yes, we we absolutely do buy uh, devices. You know, we are looking to buy phones and and certainly looking to always buy quantities of iPads and 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 that type of thing uh, as well. So. Um, yes, the answer to that question is yes, Dan. I, that's definitely going to happen. Lonnie, we've got just a minute left, enough time for you to tell us where people can find out more about you, where they may be able to find you at upcoming expos or shows, or how they can get in touch with you and learn more about the various opportunities that are being provided by Kicks. Absolutely. Uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, and that's uh, kicksfranchise.com. KIXfranchise.com, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of information on that. Uh, I don't uh, have the information on me where we're going we're gonna to be next. I know we've got somebody at the FBA conference in Orlando right now. Uh, we work with a, a lot of different franchise uh, brokers. So if there's any brokers, you know, listening to the call, please contact us, and, uh, and we'd be glad to work with you there as well. Email address, Lonnie? Uh, sure. You can just send it to uh, franchise at kicksmobile.com. Lonnie, it's been great having you with us. You've got such a depth of experience. We probably could use two or three more segments to, to flesh it all out. But this has been a very intriguing hour, and Paul and I both thank you for joining us today on Franchise Today. 
and helping celebrate Veterans Month as we learn more about Kix Mobile. Thanks, Lonnie. Absolutely. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, Lonnie. Well, Paul. Well, Stan. It's your turn. Another, another it's your turn show. today. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So next Wednesday, um, our listeners will be able to access any one of 350 plus franchise today shows because we'll be either traveling or sitting down at home getting ready for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday weekend. We have so many people traveling. Please be safe. And then we'll be coming back the uh, the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, we'll be live again for three shows in December until we take a, a break for uh, Christmas and New Year's. You're so kind, Paul. You know, I was going to say these two turkeys are taking the week off, but go ahead. We'll have it your way instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, these two turkeys are taking the week off. Well, it was um, it was a good um, good show today. Uh, I really wish Lonnie the, uh, the best of luck. Uh, I love the fact of somebody that just keeps going back and, you know, developing new concepts and rolling them out and the, the passion that he's got behind this, though. And from what I've seen, I mean, he's really making the, uh, the right moves. So um, wish him well. All looks good. And, so Stan, and, re- and that's it. I was going to give a, a shout-out to Paul Wolpert, too, who's part of his executive team, who's been a good yep. friend of ours for years. At the helm is CEO, and uh, we didn't get a word in about Paul today. So let not this hour end without a hey, Paul. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too, buddy. Yeah, ironically, uh, you know, I'm in Orlando. He's in Orlando, and we were going to get together. He was here at the FBA conference, and uh, I guess he was so busy and I was so busy. Um, trying to think, yeah, I think I got a glimpse of him, which, uh, of course, not hard to do. Him and I are both very big guys. and uh, <laughs> But then he disappeared. He's, uh, you know, someplace else. I think he's down in South Florida today. But, yeah, he's one of the great ones in franchising. I wish them the best of luck. So until next week, my name is Paul Segretta, wishing you the best, the very best in this great, great thing called franchising. And with that, let Badlands take us home. (laughs) Franchise pros, stand the man, Paul Segretto. Time to show you the way of franchising today. Hey, do you possess the spirit of an entrepreneur? Wanna lay your business plan down like a rug or a floor? Or maybe you have a dream of opening a chain of delis? Or whatever passion lights that pilot life under your belly? Or do you want to start a business, fam, using the proven trademark from another brand? Huh. And grow together and expand like a rage of fire. From a single to a multi-unit empire. Well, pay attention to this podcast that you hear and streaming in HD. So fine tune both of your ears. And Stan and Paul lays down the law. Whether you want to be a franchisee or a franchisor. It's all about sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. Proving concepts to start enterprises. So use your left and right side of your brain and absorb this knowledge here of franchising today. Franchising today, sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. Franchise today, sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. Franchise today.